0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities. So do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities. So do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms
2: Like, damn, how's your day? Yeah, I'm tired too. I had a shitty day. Yep, I did too. And going, so, and going, you know what? We got to get these kids fed. I know. Can you help me out? And you take care of homework and make sure that their yeah, work yeah. was done or help me in the kitchen and make something real quick. I think something like that would be a lot more effective than, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of being the one that's always yeah. doing this. I'm tired of it. He's just going to shut down.
3: Imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. how do I get my husband to help more around the house? This is a question I often get. And I've been back and forth about doing this episode by myself or recruiting my husband. And I thought it might be best if I recruit my husband. And the reason why is because there are some times where I feel like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that same boat. How do I get my husband to help more? Even though I totally provide my couples with tips and tools and different strategies, I thought it might be best if you just hear what's real instead of me just giving you steps. Don't get me wrong. I'm totally going to give you steps as well. But I feel like you hearing us kind of in this conversation would help. So here's how I'm going to start it. I'm going to go ahead and read the question from one of... um, She's not a client of mine. It's actually a message that I received from this app called Peanut that I'm on. And I record lives on there um, every single week. And so I received a private message. Here's her message. Hi, Veronica. Thank you for the session today. I really enjoyed it. I was hoping I could ask a question for your podcast. I'm exhausted. How do I get my husband to help more around the house? He grew up where his mom did everything for him. He's a mama's boy. She made his appointments, cleaned his room, did his laundry. She did everything. We've been married for over 16 years, and we have 3 kids. I'm tired. I'm not his mom. My husband is lazy and doesn't do any household cleaning or repairing of things. He sits in front of the TV after work and refuses to do anything. Everything is left up to me. We both work full-time jobs. I even make more than him, just pointing it out because I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I work hard to provide and make sure that we are comfortable. This is not what I agreed upon when I got married. I wanted a partner, and he picks up no slack. It may seem trivial, but I'm exhausted, and it really makes me look at him differently. There's a lot of resentment here. Help, any suggestions to get my husband to help? So I didn't give you guys all of her information, so she hasn't necessarily been married for 16 years, but I'm trying to make sure that I keep some level of confidence for her. And there's some things on here that I've changed. But for the most part, like I said, this is a common complaint I get. So Willie, I have my husband Willie on here. Willie, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Glad to
2: be here as a guest.
3: <laughs> so, kind of listening to this, what comes up for you?
2: Um, frustration. She's uh, she's at her wit's end with her husband, uh, just not willing to be a partner. Um, seems like a one-sided relationship where she's yeah. pulling all the weight. Um, I, I think she, it, it doesn't have, hold any bearing to the the argument are to her case, like bringing up that she makes more than him. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Although there may be some truth to that, just saying that like it doesn't justify his laziness of him. Like I guess if he was the breadwinner working, you know, a bunch of hours um, a week or whatever that he would say, well, I'm tired. So that's why I'm not doing anything that maybe that's why she brought it up. Um, However, um, I think what's needed is that she communicate with her partner don't talk at him talk with him if he's unwilling yeah. if he's unwilling to hear what you have to say then i would say that then at that point um then just i mean you need to just um communicate I, in a way that it, it would be like okay i've tried over and over and obviously you can hear, you know, the frustration in, in, in communication when it goes from yeah. talking with to talking at, um, and yeah. I think if it reaches that point, then maybe he will, uh, open up his eyes and see that, you know, we have three kids. I'm not going to be the one that's, um, despite how many hours she's working or what, or how many hours he's working, this is a, a relationship. It's a shared marriage. Um, it's not a one-sided marriage. I'm not married to myself. I'm not a single mother. Um have a, a husband for however many years she has, she's, she's been married Um and it's a partnership. So she needs to communicate that um, hopefully effectively with their husband. Yeah. And if he's not willing to do it, then just stop doing what you're doing. Stop doing the, the, um, all the things, um, and let him, um, do that and, and speak up for yourself, um, versus just continuing to kick rocks and, and be upset. And, um, and yet you you sound um, just tired and frustrated and, and uh, you know, ready to give up.
3: So a couple things I'm getting from this is she said he's a mama's boy, right? I'm not sure if she's saying this to him or not, or if she's just kind of keeping it to herself. She mentioned being exhausted quite a bit in here. Another thing she mentioned, I'm going to make sure I share my screen to you and I can both look at it. But another thing I mentioned that she mentioned is, you know, she's been married for a good amount of time. I'm not his mom. My husband is lazy and doesn't do any household cleaning or repairing of things. He sits in front of the TV after work and refuses to do anything. So it sounds like for her, it's been this back and forth battle, you know, and she might have already tried because she's saying he refuses. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here though, but it seems like she's already asked him and already done these things. So I kind of want to take it a step back here. How do I get my husband to help more around the house? Key key thing here I'm reading is he grew up where his mom did everything for him. So for me, automatically I go into damn as as you know, for her, maybe her mom and dad didn't do everything for her. Maybe she had to do all of these things for herself. Maybe she knows people, maybe for some of her siblings, you know, they ended up getting the better end and she ended up getting the shorter end of the stick where she once again is put in this position where, damn, I'm doing everything for everyone. Why the hell am I attracting this same story, the same story over and over? So her husband's already used to this way of living. And I know women, this is where you guys kind of you don't disagree with me, but you guys don't like it, but I have to help you guys step outside of your comfort zone. One, thing I, one question I have is, you've been married to him for so long. How have you been part of this dysfunction? How have you been part of this dysfunction? What have you been doing to kind of give him, I don't want to say permission, but kind of the green light where he can just come home and watch TV and not have to repair things? How have you been a part of this dysfunctional pattern? And so let's say I'm not saying you do this because you don't. You've been very, very good, you know, at home with helping me around the house and even asking me, you know, what things do I need? But why might a man? So given his background, why might a man feel like the only thing he has to do is come home, sit in front of the TV, and veg out. Why might a man feel that way?
2: Why do men feel that way?
3: Why might a man feel that way? I don't want to say. I don't want to overgeneralize. Why might a man feel that way? Yeah. Why might? A, why might he feel like this is okay? Um. And again, we're looking. We're looking at his upbringing. His mom. He's a mama's boy. His mom did well, everything. I can.
2: I can say. I guess just with the stuff that she explains about the type of lifestyle that he had before. Yeah. You know, while while he was a kid, very much a lot of that was the same way I I grew up, with the exception of cleaned his room. I had to clean my own damn room and, and we had to do stuff on, on the weekends where it was like deep cleaning and stuff. Um, but I didn't make my own appointments. I didn't do my own laundry. My mother did all that stuff, too. I, I didn't even learn how to how to cook. For the most part, I learned a few things, but not not very much. Um, it was my sister who learned most of it. Uh, her learned yeah. learned most. Um and he was even after my absence out of the house that um that's where I learned what not to do. I, I learned watching and observing my mom that it was this very same lifestyle that she's um she's participating in where yeah. it was one sided. And for me as a man growing up, I, I decided when I got married, I didn't want to repeat that. So I wanted to be very much part of a relationship where it was dual-sided, not one-sided. And so I wanted to be able to help and assist because I didn't feel that, you know, that, um, I, I never wanted a, to have a, a feeling of, uh, inferiority and superiority within our relationship in our marriage. Um, and so for me, that's what I wanted because I, I, I observed that as a kid. So yeah. I wanted to probably like, like recreate history, I guess. Um, so he had the ability to change that. He didn't because he was used to it and he, he went with what's comfortable and up to however many years you've been married, um, you've been allowing this to happen. Yeah. My, my thing is, I think for us, uh, kind of a breaking point and a, a period of understanding for me was um on my way home from work we had a conversation so it wasn't shouting it wasn't i didn't see your emotions i didn't see your frustrations and it was yeah. just a candid conversation of you telling me you know when i um when you come home can you help me out more it's just very frustrating i'm here with the kids and uh, i understand you have a long day at work but sometimes i need your help yeah and and likewise you know what is there something that you need and so for us it was Kind of you communicated to me, or, or we agreed upon that depending on the day, it was kind of read the room. As soon as you come in the house, you come home from work. Whether you're the first home or you're already at home, and I'm coming home from work, it's you know read the room. Find out on the way home is there anything that's needed? How was your day? Kind of how did you get
3: there though? Like I get all of that. It was and- having
2: a conversation versus being talked at because I think that's where uh, a man is going to get defensive. Um, yeah. is when you, you start telling him, um, this is what you need to do this. You need to, cause you're not his mom. So don't talk to him like you're his mom. Talk to him like you're his partner, like you're his wife.
3: Um, when you, well, we get, so, so I hear you. I, I hear what you're saying. You were able to make that transition. You grew up the same way you, you grew up. You grew up very much similar to this man. Right. And then you joined the Marine Corps. You joining the Marine Corps, you had to do a lot of shit by yourself. Like everything, you had to make your appointments. You had to, you know, sign up for Deers. Deers is your insurance, right? You had all of those things. You couldn't, you couldn't be that mama's boy. You literally had to learn how to become independent very quickly. Well, I don't think this man's in the military, right? So he he basically went from one household of everybody doing everything or mom doing everything for me to another household where now my wife is is taking the placement of my mom to do everything for me. So for the most part this is all he knows. And I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't say that he's being like lazy. Don't get me wrong, it, it appears that way and you know, I I I hear you. You know, I I hear I hear the woman that sent me this message. I hear you and at the same time this is all he knows. So for him it's kind of like this is his right because nobody's kind of explained it to him differently. And if you're coming in as his mom, then guess what? You nagging is not going to change anything because now you've taken on that role of his mom.
2: I would disagree. Let's go there. I disagree because accepting it as the norm is – is uh, you know say it is 16 years. And I know that you've, yeah, yeah. you've amended this some um, of what she said. But say it has been 16 years. We. We redefine ourselves every few years, yeah. so we become something different. We're not the same person that we were when we first got married um, now, and we've been married for 22, going on 23 years. So every few years, we reinvent who we are and what we're going to be the next few years. So we have to learn to adapt. We have to learn to adapt our marriage and the type of person that we are. How does that happen? Well, we have to communicate those differences and those things, those interests, those things that used to... We used to be interested go. in the things that we're no longer interested in. Yeah. And we have to be able to effectively communicate that with our partner. That's What if you don't know how, though? Toler- That's the thing that she hasn't done. It doesn't seem yes, that she's yes. effectively been able to communicate those things and those changes of you know where she wants to be and where she's currently at right now.
3: Yes, that I agree with you. And yeah, we do. We do reinvent ourselves every five years. However, if both of you guys are staying stagnant, and both of you are not changing your behavior. You're doing the same thing. You know, the woman is doing the same thing she's been doing probably most of her life because most of her life, a good amount of her life, maybe somebody's taken advantage of her and she's had to compromise herself over and over. And I hear you when you say, I want to, I, I work hard to provide and make sure we are comfortable. I hear you when you say that. However, this is all your husband knows. So because this is all your husband knows, you're trying to go ahead and change him when he just automatically thinks this, this is his birthright. So instead, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback on you. How do you show up differently? You are not his mom. So taking a step back and identifying, wait a minute for these 10 plus years, because I did amend it with the years, but it was more than 10 years. So for these 10 plus years, a question to ask yourself is, how am I a part of this dysfunction? How am I a part of what he's doing. He's able to, the minute he comes home, he's able to walk through that door, sit his ass on the couch and veg out. How have I been a part of this dysfunction? Well, I've been a part of this dysfunction because, you know, I'm going to give you some examples. I've been a part of this dysfunction because, you know, I've yelled at him and I said, are you freaking kidding me? You're going to sit your ass on the couch again. You're not going to help me. Well, he's not trying to hear that because he hasn't needed to. He hasn't needed to hear any of it. However, if you do approach him with, I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted. And I'm aware that you've been brought up where your mom has done things for you. I'm aware of that. And I'm also aware that I have also contributed in that same manner where I took on more responsibilities than I could handle. And I am guilty of, being so overwhelmed that instead of communicating with you, I've either nagged at you or yelled at you because I just didn't know any other way. All I've known is extremes either comply, please and appease, or yell and act based off of um, my impulses. But what I know for damn sure is I can't do this anymore. I feel so exhausted. What would that look like to you? If I, let's say, let's say if I was saying that to you, what would that look like to you?
2: That, that you're, um, exhausted. If you told me in the way that you're telling, that you're talking right now, not in a attack mode, then, and say it's on a, I think the part of it is the setting. It's the location. If I got kids running around, crazy things are happening and stuff is on the stove, um, TV is blaring. All those things are going to detract from being able to have an effective communi- uh, effective conversation.
3: Yeah. You shut me down whenever that happens. I've, uh, yes, <laughs> I do the same thing though.
2: I, exactly. So I think part of it is finding a quiet place, whether it's after the kids are asleep, you got three, three kids after the kids are asleep. Can we talk? I, 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 really have something that like, I've been wanting to talk and discuss with you for quite some yeah. time and I've kind of pushed it off. If it's after, if, if that's too late, then go out on a date, have a date night yeah. and, and have this over dinner, have a conversation over dinner where it's the, 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 the mood was meant to be more pleasant Yeah, and, and do that. And I would say that you'll probably be a lot more effective. Um, at the same time too, you'd be able to get out things like just some of what, the, what are your own perspectives on the way the house should be and uh, the expectations, because what his expectations are uh, may be different. Like what he's, what he's fine with, she may find um, is just not acceptable. And so I think meeting in the middle and understanding that, okay, this is the way you want it. This is the way I would like it, but where can we meet in the middle? Because yours, you know, one of you may be too, um, over the top versus the other one. That's just you know, one's a clean freak. The other one's just a pigsty. Okay with um, yeah. Well,
3: I appreciate what you're saying. I, I appreciate what you're saying. So, you're kind of like step one is being mindful of how you've been a part of this dysfunction. Step two would be being able to go ahead and communicate in an effective manner. You know how exhausted you are without blame. Yep. Step three would be picking a setting in where we're going to have the conversation. And it sounds like step four is being able to be open to maybe like what his version of a clean household or what his version of a balanced life looks like in comparison to yours without judgment or criticism. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. I would have three as one though. I would have the (laughs) setting as number one, (laughs) But but yes, it is all part of it. Um, okay. Yes. So, and, and understanding that like there shouldn't be, cause I, I think we've done this with, uh, say Christmas time. We've done it with, uh, yeah. days. Um, and, and what I'm, what I'm alluding to is, um, kind of quid pro, quid pro quo. So this for that, I do something for you and I expect something back in return. Um, and, and I think
3: we're both guilty a, of a, that too. Assuming, yes, I agree.
2: assuming that if I do this for, for her, she is going to be expected to do this for me. Where yeah. If you're going to do something, just do it because you want to do it, not with an expectation that something is going to be done in return. If you're doing oh it for God. that and anticipating that that's going to happen, then yeah. gonna be, it's going to be, it's a recipe for disaster.
3: You know what? Can I interrupt you for a quick second? Go ahead. That kind of goes back to you. So Willie and I got into an argument last night and it carried over to today. Um, That kind of goes back to when I was apologizing to you this morning and I was apologizing and I knew when I was doing it too and I was going to tell you but I didn't tell you but now I'm gonna tell you but when I was apologizing for like just kind of my demeanor and how I approached the situation you know I, I did apologize but there was I'm not gonna lie and you've seen it you even gave me the look there was that expectation for you to go ahead and you know if I'm holding myself accountable and, and being responsible for my actions. Well, I want you to do the same damn thing. But what, what I realized was, and as I was doing it, and I don't know if you noticed it, but I kept on like trying to go back. Like, wait a minute. Why are you having this conversation to begin with? The m- main reason why you walked downstairs and walked into the garage was because you wanted to apologize. You wanted to go ahead and hold yourself accountable for cursing at your husband. That's what I did, ladies. I'm not perfect. I'm going to admit that I'm not perfect by any means, not even a little bit but yeah, I remember I, I, you know, walked downstairs and I, when I was having that conversation with you and I was looking at you, it was like, why are you here? Not why are you here? But like, wh- why am I there? Well, why am I there? And it was because I didn't need to apologize. And both of us were wrong, obviously, but it didn't matter. There, there was that feeling though. And I'm, 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 I'm disclosing because I I, I, I want to make this real. Like for me, I wanted to own mine, but I also wanted you to own yours, and so that you mentioned that quid what did you say?
2: Quid pro quo
3: yeah, you use some big ass words on here? I'm like, come on, break it down. <laughs> <laughs> break it down for us So yes, that quid, whatever something pro for something. pro yeah yeah, okay, so that's that is that's a skill, and it's something that I've practiced over and over, and I'm still not a hundred percent perfect in it. I don't think I'll be perfect in it at all, ever, but it is a skill when you're when you're not trying to put your frustrations on your partner, because when you get to that point when you're exhausted, when you get to that point when you're so overwhelmed, you feel defeated. And the last thing I want to do is make you feel better when I'm feeling defeated, because I want your ass to join me. I want you to jump in the squat. it's nice and warm. And I want you to join me in it, because now I'm not the only one feeling like shit.
2: No, I don't, was, I don't think it was warm water, though. I think you were in freezing cold water, <laughs> and you were so, uncomfortable with the way that it felt.
3: Well, I'm conv- I'm trying to convince you to jump in with me. You were saying so I, that- <laughs> need,
2: I need you to be in this cold ass water with me.
3: Yes, but I'm telling you, it's nice and warm.
2: Exactly. So you're painting this picture <laughs> of what it really isn't.
3: Yes, yeah. yes. But that, but that part, like that part of humbling ourselves and realizing, wait a minute. For right now, I'm not going to go ahead and attack. For right now, what is what is my actual mission? It's hard to not get sidetracked, and I'm saying it from personal experience. It, it's really hard to not get sidetracked. However, I will say that when you when you are capable of owning it and not having those expectations of your partner to do the same thing, it it, it is relieving. It's, it, don't get me wrong, there's a part of it that sucks, but it is relieving because you start to see, and it's kind of what happened with us this morning, is the minute I went into owning my stuff, and, and, st- and going back to that, like, okay, wait a minute, you don't, stay here, stay here, and go back to, like, why you're apologizing. Your demeanor was so much different. You were not so much on edge, you were not so much, because you go into, like, retract mode, and... I don't want to say resistance, you know, sometimes resistance, but this morning it was more of like withdrawal, withdrawal and and avoidance. Like there's your comfort, you know, when modes like that. And for me, my comfort is yelling. It's a, it's
2: a, it's a, I would say a defense mechanism from myself, from me, Uh, not like.
3: I don't want to engage. Fear that
2: I'm going to say that I'm going to say the wrong thing because I'm going to let my emotions speak before I'm able to speak logically, and so I remove myself in, in defense that I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to make matters worse than what they are, and say what's really on my mind right now, and it's yeah. really not what's on my mind. It's it's on my mind because I'm pissed off and upset. Yeah, yeah. But rather than being a child, I remove myself from the situation to cool down, to gather my thoughts, and find out what is true, and then okay, this is this is this is right. Okay, so this part I, I own, I'm wrong for this. I'm wrong for this. Now, yeah. now I can go in and I can have a reasonable conversation and yeah. say what I'm sorry for. If I'm sorry for anything, if I have nothing to be sorry for, then why apologize? That's part of the problem that guys do too. I would say, um, and, and, and I've heard it before from guys that they apologize because they just don't want to have, they don't want to see a woman um, or their, their partner, their spouse, their love, whatever um, crying and, and upset. Yeah, And so sometimes they apologize, but sometimes why are you apologizing if you don't even know what the hell you're apologizing for? So don't don't do it for the sake of doing it, just to check a box.
3: Yeah. But that kind of gets me into this, what I would call the last step is pay attention to the stories you tell yourself. Pay attention to where we go and the stories we build, because for all we know, um, one thing that came up for me, I'm going to go ahead and bring you back so I can look at you. But one thing we might not know, and it just dawned on me when you were when you were talking right now, is we don't know where our partners are at. We're not a hundred percent sure where our partners are at. And is he doing this shit on purpose, or
2: that's an assumption?
3: Exactly. Or is he not happy? Is he not happy with his job? Is he not happy with his life? Is he not happy with where he's at in, in you know in this phase of his life? And so for him. You know, I try, I try to make sure that I don't position men as the enemy at all. I, I work really damn hard on not positioning men as enemy. Um, because, for one, I don't think it's fair, but I, I don't know the whole fucking story. I only know the question that she's giving me. I don't know all of it. So I don't ever want anybody, if her husband's listening to it, I don't want him to feel like I'm taking sides and this is a male bashing podcast because it's not. But, you know, as I'm kind of playing this out in my head, I'm imagining her. They both just got off work. She's tired. She had a rough day. He's tired. He goes straight to his couch. She goes and looks at him and is ready to drop kick his ass. But instead, she looks at, the, at her kid and knows damn well the kid's hungry. House needs to be cleaned. And she gets up and she just does the work. She cooks. But they're both struggling with something. She's probably struggling with lack of confidence, inability to communicate right? And low self-worth. He's probably struggling with the same thing. So we have two people, two people that are struggling with some of these issues and they're both suffering silently and it's impacting their marriage.
2: But at some time, at some point though, she's the one who's giving in. She's the, yes. one, she's the one who's who's compromising herself, yes. who's giving in
5: yes. and yes. saying,
2: he's not going to do it. One of us has to, I guess I'm going to do it and I'm going to be pissed off about it. And I'm not going to share that I'm pissed off about it. And when I do share no. that I'm pissed off, it's going to be childlike. I'm just going to be complaining and whining. And that's the way he's going to take it. And then it's going to happen and repeat over and over and over again. Yeah. Why doesn't she just sit down on another couch and show that she's upset too, or tired and exhausted as well? And be like, damn, how's your day? Yeah, I'm tired too. I had a shitty day. Yep, I did too. And going so- And going, you know what? We got to get these kids fed. I know. Can you help me out? And you take care of homework and make sure that the yeah, homework yeah. is done or help me in the kitchen and make something real quick. I think something like that would be a lot more effective than I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of being the one that's always yeah. doing this. I'm tired of it. He's just going to shut down. He's, he, you said that he was a mama's boy. He probably shut stuff down like that and and thought to himself, you're not my mom. And he's in a shutdown. Yeah.
3: Or my mom used to do this shit too, and guess what? I've I, I completely zoned out. And then when she was done, she just went and and folded my clothes or cleaned up the house. She did the shit anyway. So I've so I've learned to just zone out. Another another compelling um thing that you said, and so I was looking up, just um I was looking up, what do like what does Google say about this? Just to kinda cut, just to kind of see. Like what what feedback Google or whoever's giving. A couple of things that were on here. Do not, do not do this. Do not do this unless you want to play games with your marriage. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I do not advise that at all. A couple of things Google said was, um, play up his strengths. You might be so pissed off at him, the last thing you want to do is boost him up. Another thing Google said was, flash him the look. <laughs> that doesn't work. Give him an ultimatum give him an ultimatum. Hell no. You give him any of those things. Guess what? Same thing's going to happen. You guys are going to be playing back and forth and it's, it's not going, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So if we can both identify, we're both struggling. We're both, he might not know and have any clue at all. Even though you yell, you're just doing the same shit his mom did. So it sounds like what you're saying babe is, it sounds like it's time to do something different. Yes, It's time to share the responsibilities
5: and being open and honest.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and being honest with, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do the laundry. I'm not going to be able to do the laundry. And so if you want to hire somebody, let's hire somebody. If you're open to doing it, let's do it. You know, if you want to get the kids involved, let's do it. But I, I don't have the bandwidth to do it. All and setting that boundary and not doing it right.
2: Uh, yeah, I think even I mean, if you have kids that are even toddler age, hell yeah, the toddlers, toddler age, they can put their damn toys away. Hell Le- yeah, they can learn responsibility at a young age. Use use yep. the kids to to help you with the problems that you're having in the house. If like having a clean house is part of the issue, well, don't let the kid. I mean, if you're doing it with your husband, you're probably doing it with your kids too, yep. and letting them get off the hook, hold them accountable as well. Have them, yep. you know, work for some of the things instead of like, I hear some households that give allowance instead of giving them allowance, give them commission, let them learn, yeah. to learn, the value of money and work for some of the things and the responsibilities that you're having, um, that you're exhausted with. So have them share some of these responsibilities too, instead of just your husband. So it'll, yeah. it'll take some of the problems off, not only your plate, but also his plate as well.
3: Bingo. Remember Brooklyn when she went, we have a video of it. Um, I think it's on Facebook. There's a video of Brooklyn. Um she was still in her it was it was a crib that we took off the the crib part that we took off the and it was it was one of those yeah, all-in-ones made,
2: made it into a daybed. It was three-in-one. Yes, yeah, three made it into one.
3: the daybed. Yeah. Yes, the 3-in-1. Damn, that was that was a long ass time ago. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, she had one of those and it was we turned her crib into a daybed. And we have a video of her. Again, she just started to walk. And there's a video of her, you know, she had a little bit of a, a little basket of her clothes. She put her clothes on her bed and she was folding her clothes and she was putting them inside of her drawers. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Remember her room was like, you had painted it with the pink, the white, the green. I think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was like literally a video of Brooklyn, like barely, well, I can't really talk, but there she was folding up her clothes. Mind you, she didn't fold like maybe you and I would fold, <laughs> you know, it was a couple of them rolled up. However, just kind of watching that video, I'm so thankful that we did that because even now, don't get me wrong, our girls will complain like no other and fight like no other. However, they will get it done. They will get it done. We do have to follow up with them. This is an argument, one of the arguments you and I have. We do have to follow up with them, but they do, they will clean up the kitchen, you know, um, they will tend to, you know, feeding the dog or tend to the laundry or whatever the hell it is. Um, but they will do those things because you and I are very, very busy and it is important that they're a part of the family household chores. And for you as a husband, what is that like with like having full involvement of the whole family? How is that, how does that help you and I in our relationship?
2: Um, I I think, I don't say it's helpful. I mean, it's helpful that you're willing to to assist and to help out. That's that's helpful, um, but
3: but the kids helping us. How does that help our relationship? How does that increase or strengthen oh, me and help, your bond? It helps out
2: insurmountably because you have you have them now taking care of some of the responsibilities that that we uh, would typically take on on our own. Um, it would be part of our plate. Um, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day and you only have a few hours, sometimes depending on what your work life is like, uh, when you get home, you only have a few hours to, to appreciate one another and to get home and get some face time with the family. So, um, anytime that you can, uh, delegate some of those responsibilities to the kids and and say like some of the things that would be perceived as adult like tasks, such as like washing dishes and putting dishes away. I mean, we got our oldest one now our second oldest one who's in high school, uh, doing, doing that and as a responsibility. And then the, the youngest one of, of them all, you know, putting those things away. So, you know, doing those things and, and, um, and just making it where it, it, um, is a responsibility of theirs. So you, you got enough on your plate as, as a, as a parent, as a, uh, a wife, a husband, that sometimes it's just, it's not enough. And, the kids could see it. They could feel it too. When you're frustrated, when you're at your wits end, you're, you know, it's only a matter of time before you snap on them too. So uh, learn to share the responsibilities throughout the household.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Any final words for this, um, this beautiful woman who sent us this message?
2: Um, I just hope that the words that we shared, it's not the way it's a way. Um, You know, you're going to have to see what, what helps and what's, you know your husband. What what makes him tick? What what is he motivated by? And you know, and finding the proper way to be able to communicate. You know, there there has to be be a time where where you did say something and he heard you. He heard every single word that you had to say. Um, yeah. And learning what that's like, and and then being able to share this frustration, this this thing that you have, this thorn in your side in your relationship, and and figuring that out. Um, it's only going to make you stronger and better. Um, you know, we're, we're adaptive human beings. Uh, we, yeah. we adapt all the time. So, uh, um, learning to adapt in your marriage is what's going to strengthen your marriage. Um, and ho- hopefully propel you in the, in the proper direction. So, um, I hope that whatever we have, there was some type of nugget of information that we gave you that, um, is going to help you grow and, and learn, um, in your, in your own marriage and
4: relationship.
3: Yeah. I agree. I ditto, ditto. Did <laughs> All right, babe. Well, I'm gonna see you in a couple minutes. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for jumping on. I'm literally in my office right now, and I read. um, I was going through your guys's questions that you send me on Instagram, on Peanuts, on Facebook, and I called Willie and I was like, "Babe, would you mind recording this episode with me?" And he's like, "I'm not even dressed." I'm like, "Nobody cares. Nobody's gonna look at you." I'm going to look at you, but nobody else is going to look at you. And so I'm very thankful that you jumped on here just to help us out because a good amount of us get stuck. And this is, like I said, this is a common question I get over and over and over again. So thank you so much. I love you.
2: You're welcome. Love you too. All
3: right. I'll see you soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl game. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your
4: friends. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out.
0: It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol, drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.
5: I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.
1: Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us.